Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. I know that uh, last episode we did a whole thing on hope and optimism, but I'm coming right back at you a little annoyed because there's all these positive parenting people and they're annoying me. Now, to be fair, there are definitely some good things with this system of parenting, but come on, people. It's not the be all and end all to great parenting. Frankly, this show is going to try and bring a little balance to parents, especially You parents that have actual, real kids, welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, and not feeling overly positive, Michael Smalley, along with my co-host. Seth Johnson. Are you feeling positive? Oh, yeah. I'm just feeling irritated. I'm an optimistic guy. I don't don't know if you remember talking about that last episode. I distinctly remember you being a mean, agitated, (laughs) angry man. So let's talk about the positive parenting people. So that's this thing. And I, and I don't want to call it a new craze because I think I've just kind of avoided it and ignored it for a long time. <laughs> it didn't go away, so now we have to address it. And now I have to talk about it. And so there's this whole positive parenting thing going on out there, and it's it's getting ridiculous. And it's kind of like a lot of these new parenting things that come out or theories or research study and – it tends to be someone who's kind of out of balance in one fairly good thing, mm-hmm. but it's not the only thing. And I tell people all the time, you, well, I tell people all the time, more accurately would be I was told all the time in graduate mm-hmm. school that it, you know one theory doesn't usually just do it, right, in counseling, yeah. clinical psychology. And so you kind of want a bag of theories, a bag mm-hmm. of tricks. You want a multiple different ways that you can help people because there's really never just one flawless theory. Right. But when you start Googling and researching some of this positive parenting stuff, it gets a, it gets ridiculous. So just question, does the positive parenting, is that also involved with the whole um, sports thing these days of like... Yes, everyone needs a medal. Yeah, we don't keep score. Yes, yeah. It drives me batty. I know. It's insane. Guess what, kids? Sometimes you lose. I almost feel like that we're just training our kids to be socialists. It kind of. It like is a lot like the that. same thing, no matter what you do. Yeah, no matter how hard you work, everyone ends up. And, and here's the truth. Failure is a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. What majorly successful business person, for example, doesn't have a stream of failures in his wake? Right. I mean, failure is not a bad thing. Just like consequences are not a bad thing, but it feels mm-hmm. like positive parenting people <laughs> or PPP. I'm surprised neither one of us have slipped up over saying positive parenting people so far. Positive parenting people. Yeah, well done. That makes me think of an REM song. Uh, happy people. Uh, shiny happy people. Yeah, shiny happy people. Positive parenting people. So, but when you Google, it's like they, they these people are jumping on this bandwagon and they're tossing everything out. Right. And I, and I, I hate that. I hate it. It's, it's. We can almost make this a spiritual discussion, right? When Martin Luther, mm-hmm. he wanted to, he wanted to help the Catholic Church. He didn't want to destroy it, right? But Protestants tend to look back and and think, oh, he was a no. It, it was he was trying to reform it, not destroy right. it, right? And then Protestant, and there were obviously things that were broken. Mm-hmm. Things needed to get For better. Sure. But then Protestants come along and just trash everything Catholic, right? Right. It's like, all Catholicism is evil. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. So and it's, it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we need we need to have better heads. We need to be smarter. This yeah. is a show that helps you, the listener. <laughs> There's a lot of smarts in this show. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't not. want to be a liar. <laughs> we Google well. Yeah. Yes, we do. So one of the articles that jumped out to me is this. Start with 10 Tips for Better Behavior by Amy McCready. I don't know Amy McCready. Nor do I. I'm not. I might say I don't want to know Amy McCready. She could be a great gal. She might be, but her little 10 tips kind of got on my nerves. Really? Not all 10. There's actually some good tips. Yeah. Because, again, even in the positive parenting, there are some great things in there. There are some great things. So we'll go through this kind of quickly. We're not going to give all of them. Okay. Because we want you to go to smallinstitute.com and just look up for the show, Positive Parenting People Need to Calm Down. There you go. And you can see the full list. So she starts her 10 tips for better behavior. So how to get your kid to behave better. Better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how I did that? Yeah, that was okay. nice. So tip number one. Invest in one-on-one time with kids daily. I like yeah. it. No That's problem. Great. Let's not be absentee parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes will come in a little heavy with, with uh, dual-income parents mm-hmm. in the sense of, hey, <laughs> if you need to downsize your home, downsize. If you need right. to get rid of a car, if you need to sell some things, if you need to do some stuff, make some better choices so that you can be available to your kids. I get it. Sometimes there's a season right. of life where you got to work mm-hmm. or you're going to get things repoed or you're going to be homeless. I get it. But there does need to be a balance. Yeah, there's a difference between a season and a lifestyle. Exactly. And so you don't want other people raising your kids. Mm-hmm. And and uh, please, I have empathy, especially for single parents. It's hard. But here's the reality. It's hard. And you're going to have to make a great effort to spend that quality one-on-one time. Mm -hmm. So kids tend to just be better and healthier when they feel like they have that attention. Yeah. And not gloating attention and unrealistic attention, but real genuine quality time. So what might be some examples? Well, I like to encourage people. And what I try to do, so I have one kid left in the home. Mm -hmm. So my oldest two are at Biola University. Mm Mm-hmm. 
expanding their horizons. Good old Biola. Good old Biola. And so I'm left with David, who is precious, amazing kid. And quality time for your child, you need to know what that looks like to them. Right. So for my son, he's major gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he might become pro. Might kind be of pro exciting. Gamer. Could be a pro gamer in the home. Okay. But for him, quality time would be talking about his favorite game. Yeah. And like, hey, so what came out? And So this morning, actually, I sat five, ten minutes with him and said, dude, what's going on with, I can't remember what the name of the game is. I know what the name of the game yeah. is. Way to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Because <laughs> I'll get judged by conservative people. But it's a great game. It's fine. Yeah. And I go, so what's going on? He's like, oh, there's a new patch. Mm-hmm. Now, see, parents, yeah, you little... need to know what a patch is. Yeah, some definitions, guys. I know what a patch is. If you don't know what a patch is, I'm not letting you off the hook. Go figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's this cool thing, right, that they update the game. It's called a patch. And that's we kind of that's what dominated the conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's meaningful to him. When we go to lunch and he joins us, um, we will have those conversations, and it's it's the most he talks because he gets super excited about he it. He does. And at some point, he eventually loses both of us. Yeah. And we just have to... Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's good. So you find the interest of that particular yes. kid and go with it. Uh, number two was one that you really kind of got excited about. Yeah. Uh, get serious about sleep. What? I know. I mean, I love sleep. Yes, you do. And so... Because you get angry at me when I text you <laughs> too early in the morning. I do. I mean, guys, this this dude will wake up at like four in the morning on a regular basis. And if it was his way, he would start texting me immediately. Yes, I would. So I had to put healthy boundaries on our yes, relationship he did. and say, you cannot text me prior to 7 a.m. unless it's an emergency. And how have I done? For the most part, fantastic. Every now and then there's <laughs> something happens that yeah. I can't help. I just, I can't. And I'll even preface, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. Like, I know you'll hate me for this. Uh, no, but just seeing um, how crazy schedule-driven our culture is with uh, our, our kids and not allowing them to rest enough. Um, and I, I think, you know, it says get serious about sleep. In my head, I also just in general resting. So it doesn't necessarily mean like you're in your bed, but whether it's... It's just at home, Relaxed. downtime. Yeah, don't be overscheduled, people. Yeah, and it's fine that that they come home and there's hours of they have nothing planned. From, That's okay. Yeah, and but you're right on sleep though. Sleep. I mean, w- how much of our life is spent sleep? A third or something? Something like that. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of time. And if you're messing that up, there's some really good stuff you can Google. Actually, maybe we'll try to include some links, but. I've found interesting things about uh, blue LED lights. Uh, kind of, I guess they go right through the eyelids, so it's not good. So if you have really? like, an alarm clock with the blue tint, or there's something going on, then you don't want that because it it huh. hurts your level. So there's like some cool little tips and tricks out there on the web, that World Wide Web, that can help you with sleep. But you should take sleep seriously for sure, and, and- that matters. Yeah. And so we're not even going to go. We're not even. Gonna, we're not even giving them three and four. But I'm going to say four. Four bugs me. But we don't have enough time. <laughs> four bugs me. How she words that? But you'll just have to see it on yeah. the site. Uh, number five: Encourage your kids to be problem solvers. Yeah, that's cool. 
It's great. I like it. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, number six actually is going to be, you know, she she gave ten tips. You know how many tips I'm giving? Three. How many? Three. Three. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually take... I make it easy. ...her list and apply number six even more. I do. Because number six is simplify family rules and oh. be firm. I'm telling you, the simpler, the better. I mean, you just, you can't get over it. I, I often tell families that I might be counseling or just mentoring, discipling, whatever, going, look, if your list of boundaries or rules or, you know, behavior stuff is over one page, eight and a half by 11, if it can't fit on that one side, stop it. Knock it off. Yeah. You're, you're, you're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You got too many rules. Right. It's Easy. It's almost like our government. <sighs> like the taxes or I mean it's yeah. everything. We it yeah. gets out of control. Micromanaging. There's no freedom in it. No, there's definitely no freedom. Okay. Now we've hit number seven. And you know it's number seven that really got me to want to do this very show. Yes, and it was one that he and I spoke on a fair amount prior. For me clarifying actually <laughs> Who was stating what yeah. on this as he set up these notes? But number seven, do you you can read it? You got it. Okay, send time out to the sidelines, <sighs> and that's when she loses me. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out, Amy McCready, <laughs> because you just got ridiculous. Okay, there is there is no research that I am aware of. <laughs> How do you like that catch all? <laughs> There is no research that I'm aware of <laughs> that is negative about timeouts. I mean, obviously, like with anything, you can use it for evil. Right. right. I mean, so clearly, yes, you could be abusive or irresponsible or unhealthy within timeouts. But if you learn how to do it effectively, which I'm actually going to give two resources at the end of this show that changed my life, my parenting life, and change the listeners. All right. Oh, big time. And they, they teach you how to do that effectively. Yeah. Well, she has a quote in here says, from the article. Practically every parent has tried to punish or correct behavior by sending their child to timeout. But most have found it just doesn't work or lead to better behavior. Who? What parents is she interviewing? <laughs> I don't know. Delinquent? Are these parents in prison? Yeah. When I'm on the other side of these jail cells, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, for real, that 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 quote really got me worked up. Yeah. Well, and again, like you said a second ago, I mean, timeout isn't the answer to every it's behavior not. issue as well. It can be used nefariously. It's a tool. Yeah. It is a good tool. Mm-hmm. But for her to make a statement that says, but, but all of these parents have found it just doesn't work or lead to, right? that's insane. Okay. Our firstborn, mm-hmm. when we had our first kid, we were young. So I was 23 when yep. Cole was born. So you knew nothing. I knew nothing, but I thought I was a genius <laughs> because Cole was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the easiest kid. And Amy and I honestly felt like that was because of us. Mm-hmm. We were both in grad school, highly educated. <laughs> Look what phenomenal parents we are. <laughs> Look at the offspring we've created. And then 21 months later... Reagan Elizabeth Smalley was born, and that chick came out of the womb stubborn and angry and defiant, 
And we very quickly, I mean quickly, found ourselves weeping. Yeah. Going, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with this child? What's wrong with us? And we realized, oh, we're not great parents. <laughs> we just had an easy kid, and now right. we got a kid that we actually need to parent. <laughs> right. And and Reagan is the reason we really learned how to parent. Mm-hmm. And again, it was two books that someone gave me. It was my supervisor, one of them, and it changed everything. But I will tell you firsthand, because this lady says every parent she's talked to, she didn't talk to me. Right. Do you like that? I gave attitude. <laughs> yeah, and kind of sw- swapped into some sort of accent. I did. There. That was unique. Because <laughs> she, she didn't. Because I will tell you right now, that timeouts virtually transformed our lives with our daughter. Really? And you know Reagan. Mm-hmm. She is 18. Mm-hmm. And what would be your overall impression of our daughter? Because I'm telling you, when she was two years old, my wife and I sat on our couch holding each other, <laughs> clutching each other. <laughs> Weeping, and I said, and I quote, she will end up in prison one day. So she was a (laughs) difficult child. 18 years old, you know her really well. Yeah. Give me your impression. Uh, Highly intelligent, sweet girl who just loves people. And who else? And Jesus. Jesus. She's an amazing young woman. I I mean, I couldn't ask for a better daughter. Mm -hmm. And... And you can thank timeouts as a big part of that. Yeah. Now, would you agree that uh, timeouts are not the right tool for every child? Uh, like potentially. Yeah, I would. Like I would give ch- you that. Children one. that that just they and don't if, respond to it. Which is why you need a tool, a, a bag, a toolbox. Tricks. Yes. A a a large sock <laughs> of tricks. A, a sack of tricks. <laughs> Maybe a. Uh, Container, a container like a large one though, the big plastic a ones chest. with the lid, a chest of tricks, wardrobe. All right, we're done. <laughs> and so, but but the, Seth, that's exactly right. That's why no, it doesn't work for everything. Mm-hmm. So Reagan didn't just get timeouts her entire childhood. She also got the positive reinforcement. She also got the alone time and quality time together. And she also got. She got other things, right? And logical consequences, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Yes. But come on, lady. Amy <laughs> McCready. Stop it. Just stop it. Now, number eight kind of ticked me off, too. And I'm going to read her example. I'm going to kill her for it. Go for it. Not literally. No, figuratively, emotionally. Verbally. Destroy. <laughs> okay, number eight. Just say no. To saying no. So she doesn't want you to say no to a child. No, she doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I have said no? I don't even know if it's... <laughs> I'm an adult, so I think that's okay. It's a bad word, I think. It's a new four-letter word. So let me... Can I, let's give her example. Yeah. Cool? Give, give it. So she gives this example in her article. If your kid comes up and wants to go swimming, but it's not the right time, this is what Amy McCready... Says, I have a lot of angst towards Amy McCready. <laughs> yeah, I think you just like saying her last name. I, I like saying the full name, Amy McCready. <laughs> I don't know. So here's, this is her quote. So this is, <laughs> here's, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to read because it's so <laughs> stupid. Wow. So here's a good positive parenting technique right here. So your kid's harassing you about going to the pool, which you cannot do in this moment. Here's Amy McCready's advice. Going to the pool sounds like so much fun. Should we maybe go tomorrow after school or maybe on Saturday? 
Okay. That was it. That's okay. where she stopped. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, a a good first response of the parent of of trying to be reasonable. <sighs> right? All right, fine. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. First response, that's a nice, kind, positive way to word. It's not going to happen now, baby. But how often do kids be like, oh, you know what? I reasoned this out. <laughs> I just thought about it. The kid's three. <laughs> They're going to look at you and go, yeah, now. Now. I want to go now. Well, honey, well, let's talk about this rationally. Now. Uh, but, honey. Now. What, okay. What cool. ab- can we go Saturday? Now. What about tomorrow? Now. <laughs> I'm so glad you switched in. I didn't want to be the toddler. <laughs> I because mean, that was my main question, and right. so that's a great question. But with with your timeouts are gone, can't do that. Can't say no. Can't. I mean, right. so what? So yeah, you give a great response. That's that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And the kid goes, no, not working for me, big guy. Uh, what do I have left? Right. And I bet you Amy McCready, if she was bold enough and came on the show, might be able to come up with some other little trick. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is another one. But hey, at that point, you know what I'm going to say? No. Yeah. No. And if you ask again, here's the consequence. Mm. And then I would lay out a consequence that made sense for the kid's age, what's going on. Right. But for a three-year-old right there, timeout might be real nice. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be inappropriate, or it might be a loss of something, or they don't. You know, with Reagan, one of the things it was so funny because, again, she's an amazing young woman. Mm-hmm. There were some tough years, and she—it was a nightmare. And I'm not overstating that for bedtime. Yeah, I, mean, I had two kids. I had the golden child and the <laughs> devil, and so the golden child would go, "Hey, buddy, it's time for bed." He's like, "What?" I love bed. He just loved everything. <laughs> He'd run upstairs and start getting his PJs on. I would genuinely take a deep breath because yeah. I know what's about to happen. <sighs> okay, I can do this. You I put on your tactical gear. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suiting up. My my shield. You got your r- r- Rambo bandana yeah. you tightened down. <laughs> Going to war. Here we go. And I would turn around because she'd be there. And she'd already be like, tense (laughs) just ready ask just ask (laughs) and i go hey reagan right i mean no she used to say things i will never go to sleep (laughs) i will never close my eyes (laughs) and i just go but you have to because i'm so tired so what we would do is what i quickly realized is one of the consequences for her that was a big deal to her Mm And it's funny now that I'm saying this because she's grown up. She, because you, you mentioned her intelligence. She is quite intelligent because that chick is a reader. Mm-hmm. She loved me reading her books before bedtime. Yeah. That was like on a scale from one to 10, it was a 12. That mm-hmm. was one of her favorite things in life. And I'll admit, I could be a little dramatic. What? Yeah. You. Shocker. So I would get into the characters. I'd make mm-hmm. voices for each of the things. It was fun. Mm-hmm. All I had to do when I finally learned what I'll teach later when we're done mocking Amy McCready. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly rebuke? <maybe? laughs> That's better. That's better. I need to tone it, tone it down. 
Amy might be a lovely lady. She probably is. <laughs> okay. So I would look at Reagan. <laughs> I would go, honey, if you don't stop screaming and go immediately upstairs and get ready for bed, daddy will not read to you tonight. That took maybe two or three times, and mm-hmm. it solved the nightmare yeah. bedtime. Shut it down. Because she was like, okie dokie, he's serious. Mm-hmm. He's serious, so I'd better just do what he said. And that was a consequence, and it yeah. worked. I almost feel like with the uh, raising a child without ever saying no, it, it's almost like training them that... Um, You're never going to be told no. Well, sorry, I, I really jumped the gun there. Right? Yeah. Was that so? Okay. When you when you're telling your child no, um, most of the time it's for their benefit. Right. Right. So hopefully, if you're a healthy parent. Right. Yeah. So so them growing up and and without the um, understanding that oftentimes a, a negative response to what I want is actually good for me. So then that translate it translates really in. You know, life in all these different ways of like, okay, why am I not getting this and this? Like, well, because you didn't do this. And therefore, this is the consequence. Right, exactly. So it's just like you start raising a kid that's used to getting uh, what what they want or um, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to word like well, I, word it. I think because what's hitting me hard and I totally forgot to bring this up and you're doing it beautifully. You are. Oh. What the goal of parenting is to love that child and raise them in a way where they can become a responsible, healthy adult. Mm-hmm. This is why the article really irritates me. And this positive parenting movement is getting on my nerves. Is that, does that sound like real life? I mean, do you no. really think as an adult working for a boss you're never going to hear no, and you're not going to have a consequence, mm-hmm. and and bad things aren't going to happen, and you're not going to get yelled at. I mean, again, I'm not saying yell at your children, but come on, right? That I don't see how this prepares kids for real life. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? You have choices to make, and whether you make a good choice or a bad choice depends on the consequences, right? So if I learn to make healthy choices, I'm going to be a pretty good adult. Mm-hmm. Which is why I like. What tip was it? It was tip number uh, five. Encourage your kids to be problem solvers. I like that. Yeah. That's a good thing. But this whole say no to no and re- eliminate timeouts is absurd. Am I with you on that one? Yeah. So let's get to... Uh... Nine and ten. Do we even want to give those? No. No. So let's... We And by the way, we have a link to her article because you might totally disagree with me. Maybe you're a positive parenting homer. Yeah. Positive parenting Homer? Yeah, you know, like a sucker. Like that all sold out. Is that what Homer means? Yeah. I've never, never? heard that. Like before. a Homer, like a... Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a normal phrase, Seth. <laughs> and frankly, you're hurting my feelings and not being very positive. I'm literally looking that up right now. <laughs> yeah. So now for the realistic tips for good parenting. All right, and I just got three of them. All right. And by the way, I have another article link on here uh, by Toby or Tubi Robert. That's an interesting name. Tubi Robert. 
Uh, it's called Positive Parenting is Ideal, but Many Children Still Need Timeouts. And he's got some great research because that's the problem, too, with positive parenting. There's really not very much research on it. Mm. So my guess is they're going to find out, ooh, like remember the whole self-esteem thing? Right. The, what was that, the 90s? or mm-hmm. the? Yeah, that ended up real well. All it did was create a bunch of narcissists. <laughs> you know, it's not about feeling good about yourself. It's about serving others. So anyways, I have three good tips here. And, and by the way, these are for parents who have actual real children. Number one. <laughs> I was still looking up. Oh, fine. Love your child <laughs> unconditionally and constantly verbalize this love, show this love, and reinforce this love. Number one job. Because, by yeah. the way, discipline becomes easier when they feel loved. Yeah. They can receive it better. They can handle the correction better. And it's out of a place of love. So, look, if you're a disconnected, distant jerk, nah, none of this stuff's going to work. Right. Well, who takes correction well from anyone who's just, like, distant and disconnected? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm at a job and my boss, like, I don't have any interaction with him other than um, he or she being like, well, Seth, you really uh, screwed up again. Like, you're fired, whatever. You yeah. know, Like, you're I not know. going to take that well. No, you're not. So you need to develop that because that's the foundation to good parenting, mm-hmm. unconditional love. And, you know, I say that, and we've used these examples before, but you don't, ugh, your kids are going to mess up. Yeah. Relax, okay? Where I, you know, I had a family once where the dad threw, caught his daughter having sex. She was young, 15 Something mm. like that in the house. That, that I would be devastated if that had ever happened to me. Yeah. But you don't throw her bed out the window, her dresser out the window, her clothes out the window, her furniture out the window. That's what he did? That's what he did out of a two-story home. That That's just stupid, people. Come on, Well, man. then you got to go down and pick it back up. Well, and not only, <laughs> but now what if you told her, my love's conditional. And guess what that's going to drive her to do? Right. Have more sex. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean. Well, and then that kind of leads into... Uh, number two yeah. is have simple, fair boundaries for the home with clear-cut consequences that are logical. Yes. So this is where I love the family contract. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot with families. It's something my dad did. He did with us. And so it's healthy to set up the expectations of the home. Right. So what are we going to do? And And those are going to differ. Some of you don't care about the bed being made. Some of you do. And that's yeah. fine. Like, my wife, she kind of let that go. She mm-hmm. realized this is not worth the fight. Yeah. But but rooms being trashed, you know, no way. Not, mm-hmm. not And by the way, I wouldn't want that either as a dad. Right. My wife doesn't want So our kids' rooms are fairly clean. You've seen them. They're not immaculate. Right. But they're not pig size. For sure. Right? So you got to, again, that family contract is something where you put the expectations and the boundaries of the home. Mm-hmm. And it should fit on one page. Right. Triple spaced. <laughs> Shouldn't be a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I want to encourage people, the most important thing on that contract is to honor God and honor others. That has to be your most important rule and boundary of your home. Yeah. Because where I think parents make mistakes is that kids are getting equally punished for dishonoring mom or dad and for getting the trash. Mm. That shouldn't be the same one. Your biggest consequences in your household should be for dishonoring others. Yeah. Easily. 
if you forget your bed, maybe it's no TV that night. You know, I mean, it's, you know, whatever works in your family. But it's really healthy because what happens is good parenting, your children know your expectations and they know what will happen if they break them, right? Yeah. So if you never, like when my kids started driving, I talked with them and said, okay, here's the deal. Uh, here's some of the rules, right? And I can't remember, it wasn't that many, but one of the, you know, a key one was if you ever drive under the influence and, and you either come home drunk and driving and I catch you, or you get a DWI, mm -hmm. the car's gone. That is a one strike consequence. Yeah. I'm not going to give you another one because that's serious, right? right. People are going to die. Mm -hmm. So they knew if they ever drink and drive, the car is gone. I'm not paying insurance. They'll be on their own. So if they want to save up and try to buy one, that's their own deal. But I'm not providing that for them. Right. And then it's like, you know, with a speeding ticket. Now, it's you're going to have to pay the fine. Mm -hmm. And if it increases your insurance, you're going to have to you're going to have to match that. Yeah. Right? So, simple little things. Right. Okay. But where parents mess up is if if you're if you're constantly punishing your kids and they never knew they were going to get in trouble for what they're doing, that's not good parenting. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean cuz they just don't know. They're like you you're not teaching them why, anything. Why wouldn't I do this if I didn't know that is and frankly maybe if i had known then now i have the chance to make a choice which right. is what they're going to have their entire life mm -hmm. well i could pursue that woman who's flirting with me but i learned growing up that when you make bad choices that dishonor people and blah 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 blah, that tends to not go well right so i'm not going to do that i mean that's the kind of serious stuff that we're trying to set our kids up to succeed on and then number three Number three. Number three. Number three. Numero tres. Numero tres. You get to read it. Okay. Never quit and just be consistent. Oh, it's probably, this is a biggie. Yeah, I feel like this is the the easiest one to say, maybe the hardest one to actually do. Amen. The best advice, amen, I ever got when we started having children was by Jim Bronner. So my best friend since six mm -hmm. has been Jason Bonner. This is his dad. Okay. And Jim said, hey, this is going to be the best, hardest job of your life. And then he just encouraged us, both of us, and both Jim and Suzette Bronner, said, you, you may end up having to give out consequences a thousand times. It doesn't mean they're not getting it. And that's where I see parents fail, is they go, oh, my gosh, I've, like, grounded him 12 times, and he still does it. Hey, then you got to go a 13th, and then a 14th, mm -hmm. and then a 15th. And because where you get killed as a parent is if you put out an expectation and a boundary and then a consequence, and you don't fall through with that, yeah. what have you just taught your kid? Nothing yeah. good. Nothing good, and they will kill you. By the way, they can wear you down. Oh, they'll they will they will railroad you, physically, emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, I can think it's it's like every parent, every dad has that moment with their son. If you have a son, mm -hmm. they you know it's about when they hit puberty, and it's like it's like every father that I encounter has gone through this. I went through it. 
I have it with my son, uh, with David, my youngest. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I don't think I ever did this with my father, but we're so mellow. (laughs) You know, David, Mm -hmm. the kid is sweet as all. And he just, he's cool. He's just mellow. But it's still coming. It might. It might. And I'm, by the way, I'm okay with that. But with Cole, we had this instance where uh, Amy was trying to go somewhere, trying to get all the kids into the van. And Cole's like, I'm not going. She's like, get in the van. He's like, no, try to make me. She's like, what? And she kind of went to grab his arm to get him in, and he shoved her aside. And uh-huh. it was that for oh. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was the first time that Amy realized, I'm not strong enough, right? And obviously, you don't want to have a physical altercation with your child. Right. So she calls me bawling. Mm-hmm. And I was at work at the time. I was planning a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she calls me and tells me that. And I go, don't go anywhere, but you tell my boy I'm coming home and he's going to deal with me now. She's like, okay. So I came home. I go, where is he? He went up to his room. All right. I went into that room and trust me, obviously, you do not hit a child. Period. End of story. I did not hit him, but I grabbed him Mm -hmm. and I let him know you don't ever touch my wife like that again. You yep. ever physically shove her or do anything, you're dealing with me. And it's not a fun thing. And this, again, is why this positive parenting thing, I, again, I don't get to go into the room and dishonor him. I don't get to go into the room and shame him. But I do get to go into the room and let him know, you mess with another man's wife, oh, you better know there's consequences. Yeah. And that's not smart. And I'm telling you, never. He never did that again. Mm-hmm. He, that took one time for him to realize. And Hank went through that. I mean, all of my buddies with sons have all gone through that moment where that boy needs to realize mm-hmm. that you honor women yeah. and that you don't ever act out physically with a woman. Yeah, I remember um, conversation, <laughs> air quotes conversation, with my dad. And I'm pretty sure both my brothers were there as well. And uh, none of us had, like, threatened or anything violence with the mom but it, we had dishonored her yeah, disrespectful maybe over the top yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was the same kind of <laughs> all sudden fire and brimstone from our, our dad and i mean like hey it's come down to you know, you guys are her it's her i can make another one of you yeah you know <laughs> and he's Go, like dad he's like yeah like you you do not Ever, you know, and it disrespect was, my yeah, it wife. Was one, it was one of those it's things. It's like they need to hear that, right? It's mm-hmm. my wife. I get it's your mom, but that's my wife. Yeah, exactly. And it was at that point, it was almost smarter if we were going to disrespect one of our parents to go to <laughs> like disrespect dad. Yeah, then exactly because he's like way more you know protective of her. Yeah. Like, as a dude, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, but yeah, we knew it's like you, you don't mess with Shirley. And that ain't going to, you're probably not going to find that in positive parenting. <laughs> probably not. I'm just suggesting. Because if you can't say no, yeah. you're going to try to talk around that? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I love you, Amy McCready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dishonor you. So I know you actually have some. And that's what's fun. And I want to remind everybody. Balance. Out of yeah. her 10 tips, the what, seven of them were really good things. Yeah. There's some, though, that I felt were necessary to kind of really challenge mm-hmm. and confront. But she has some great tips. Yeah. So, respect. Tools in the toolbox. Respect, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. 
I've told everybody at the end, I'm going to give them the two best books ever in the history of mankind. On parenting. On parenting. And these books, hey, they saved my life. My parenting life, at least. And the first one is One, Two, Three Magic. Oh, it's still a number one seller on Amazon. And it's for kids aged 2 to 12. And it changed our life with our daughter because we were. We were going to lose our minds with her. And then you graduate from One, Two, Three Magic, and you go into Parenting with Love and Logic. It's been by far the most popular thing for teachers. But that one is great for that teenager, that 13 to 17-year-old. And I make that age cutoff is kind of significant because at 18, you got all this stops. Mm-hmm. At 18, they're an adult legally, maybe not emotionally, but your parenting strategy changes at that point. But one, two, three magic and parenting with love and logic, phenomenal resources for you. I'm pretty sure I sell one, two, three magic on our own store. So people can get that if they go to smallinstitute.com. Sweet. But don't forget as well, by the way, at the web, at the web. What is that? <laughs> on our website, if you go on the line, are some very powerful online courses. And we have hours of our very best series, video series, all converted to an online course platform. So check that out at smalleyinstitute.com. If you enjoy the show, let us know by leaving a review on iTunes or whatever listening platform you enjoy the most Mm -hmm. because those reviews not only let us know you're listening but they help other listeners find us it's true so thank you for that and as always at the bottom of our show notes is a link where you can actually submit your story of hope and redemption and overcoming it's um, what we want are your stories and so if you want to share your story and you want to maybe come on live in studio yeah. one of our episodes or we'll call you over the phone we had our first story she was in California mm-hmm. uh, that's a really cool thing so you can click on that link and share us uh, share with us your story well Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute if your marriage is on life support reignite your relationship in only two days find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462 From producer J.J. Abrams. What happens to those people? They have been given a purpose. Critics are calling Overlord one hell of an entertaining ride. And now it's 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Overlord. Rated R. In theaters and IMAX November 9th. Directed by Julia Savory. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.